This is Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast of the slightly unusual. Here's your host, Peter Anthony Holder. Hello and welcome to Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast that will take you off the beaten path. This is a show that will introduce you to people who have slightly quirky hobbies or businesses. Some of them remain hobbies. Some of them turn into businesses. All of them will make you do a double take. I've come across these people because I host a weekly radio show called The Stuff File Program that features interviews and quirky news stories. Those interviews can be with celebrities, authors, and other professionals. But I also strive to seek out people who think out of the mainstream and create their own venture, be it a hobby, club, business, or even a religion. So let's not waste any time here and just dive right in. Starting from behind. In North Carolina, there is a company called Liquid Ass. It's run by two guys named Alan Whitman and Andrew Masters, who have created a novelty product. It's a fart spray. Yes, a fart spray. How does an idea like this spring to mind? Well, actually, it was invented by accident back when I was in high school. And this is Alan Whitman. You know, one thing led to another. I went to college, went and got an engineering job. And uh, we were having some issues with the managers and some things that were going on. We were about to be laid off. I decided to bring some in to work. And uh, I guess the rest is history after that. That's when Liquid Ass was formally named and created. Since the beginning of mankind's ingenuity, there has been a plethora of inventions that have been created by mistake. So what were these guys actually trying to make other than a fart spray? Well, that... I can't really get into that, but uh, I can tell you that it smells nasty and, and it's actually safe, which is the unique thing about liquid ass. Hmm. It's almost like they're keeping military secrets. Oh, but we'll get to the military later. So they made a mistake. Often mistakes are discarded. But no, Alan and Andrew sensed that they had something here. And that sense was a hideous odor. What kind of R&D or market research did they do? The first market was us. Our paths crossed working for an engineering department in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we didn't like our managers, and Alan kept talking about the stuff he had in high school, and he still had a little bit left, and he kept talking about how he was going to bring it in one day, and one day he did, and we used it, and we pretty much had a 9,000-square-foot area smelling like ass for about four hours. And, uh, you know, that started the uh, product testing and market testing, I guess you might say, where we were just having a blast for three months. And one day I said to the Whitman here, I said, hey, I said, this is the best stuff I've ever used. I said, we should sell this. And I looked at him. I said, well, maybe we should. And, and then one thing led to another. We decided to uh, go in on a partnership and just sort of head down that uh, road and see where it went. And we didn't really know how to make it in uh, mass quantities. We didn't know anything about creating a website. We didn't know anything about, you know, starting a business. So we pulled an LLC and we uh, started down that path. And uh, here we are today talking to you. Well, I think the quote of the day is, it's the best stuff I've ever used. And my first question to that is, compared to what? <laughs> well, you know, I, I've, I like doing pranks in 
college and you know, I had my fair share of them. And one of them that I tried was the original fart spray that you get at Spencer's or used to. And you know, that just didn't do anything. You know, I used it. Yeah, it smelled. And, but, uh, I went and I had hit a guy's room, went in there a half hour, half hour later and it didn't smell. And, you know, so I ended up spending five bucks for a prank that didn't do anything. But as far as just not, when I say it, the best thing I've ever used, as far as any prank involved, you know, as far as pulling pranks, you can do it anonymously. It's effective. It gets everybody's attention and you're laughing and no one knows about it so you can do just like the shampoo instructions and repeat. So far, my major takeaway from this conversation is don't get on these guys' bad side. Anyway, you might be keen on using liquid ass, but you're not quite sure just how much to use. Everything comes with instructions. If you're using the mister, which is the form most people buy it in, we have a streaming tip, which is like a squirt gun, which you end up using about a third of a bottle for that. But with a mister, I mean, a couple pumps will take a room out. I mean, absolutely annihilate a room for a good half an hour. There's at least 120 pumps in a bottle, probably more than that. That's probably conservative. So you get a lot of use. It's, it, it doesn't take much. It's very concentrated. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. You don't have to walk around with, with a gallon of it to get the job done. It doesn't take much at all. I'd hate to be a new car dealer that got you upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had people that said they got a deal on their cars and... <laughs> Houses and everything else. We don't recommend that, but uh, there's crazy things just like this guy that uh, used it in the bar. Supposedly sprayed some girl with it. I don't know if that was uh, probably the best idea, but, you know, it's just like weapons. You can't stop somebody using it incorrectly. So, dear listener, before you go off guns a-blazing about what sounds like two overaged frat boys with arrested development, let me assure you that Alan and Andrew are just fun-loving guys with no malice of heart, and their product actually has a viable, important application. Remember earlier when I mentioned the military? Well, they're involved. Stu Seagal from uh, Strategic Ops, he uh, contacted us, and, and apparently they have a triage operation where it's a simulation where they train Navy SEALs and uh, military personnel. I guess it works really well when they, they're doing, like, I don't know, bowel injuries and things like that where they, they got to simulate people going and picking them up and working on these mannequins, so they want the smell to make it ultra-realistic. He's got, like, a studio set that's, I don't know, it's sort of like Hollywood in a way, I guess. They've got the buildings, they've got the little tower, they've got the call to prayer and all this stuff going on because they were doing some type of uh, Iraqi-type stuff when they were doing it. And it just it really makes it real, and, and we also have companies that buy it for... I guess, college training kits, you know, for bowel surgery and and whatnot. So, here we have two well-respected, highly trained engineers who decided to cast fate to the wind, literally, give up their well-paying jobs and embark on selling a fart spray. How does a decision like this go over with family and friends? Well, I I think it's pretty reasonable that somebody would go out and sell ass for a living. I mean, (laughs) but... uh, no, you know, my, my parents were skeptical if it was a, a good idea or not. Now my dad uses it at the horse track when he goes in Florida and just has an absolute blast with it. So he's uh, he's definitely on board. My wife was less than happy about it at the time. And I told her that if we made money with it, then I'd take her back to Jamaica where we had gotten married at uh, Sandals and the Grill. And uh, two years later, we made our first dime and I, I did make good on that promise. And uh, she's definitely on board with it now. And it's somehow I make a living. So it's sort of living the dream. On the other hand, my wife thought it was a great idea, and now I'm divorced. On the entrepreneurial train, apparently not everyone comes along for the ride. In business, 
It's nice to have a premier premium product, but in this world, if you're going to survive, you might just want to branch out and diversify. We have package deals. The package deals are way better than buying the single bottles. I mean, as far as variation, we have Barfume, which is a puke smell. We have Texas that's really designed for the streaming tip version of the bottle or the cap. And it's sort of a two-part smell. You, you lay it down and it smells good for a while, like a nice rack of ribs cooking, a nice barbecue smell. And then that flashes off first, and then it goes back to the ass smell that we all know and love. As far as other variations, that would be the streaming tip versus the mister. Streaming tip is like a, it's a rubberized bottle. It shoots out sort of like a squirt gun. You can sort of hold that in the palm of your hand. And I always say if you're getting your enemy, you want to use that one. I always use a streaming tip. Yeah, well, he's always got enemies, but... Uh... <laughs> So, but if you want to get your friend's house, you want to use the mister so it sort of hits hard and goes away quicker. It doesn't stick on anything. It's sort of in the air, you know, and you missed it into the air, then it can just sort of go away with the air. But if you put it on something, it's going to hang around. That could be a problem depending on where you're at. The other thing that we sell on the website is we have a fake human turd and we have ultra realistic dog turds. You definitely want to take a look at those on the website as well. I mean, they've got corn and hair in them. You're not going to find that in any other dog turd or human turd. You know, perfection is very important and in, 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 in authenticity in anything you do. So kudos to you guys for, for going the extra mile. When I first talked to the purveyors of pungent poo, it was before the scourge we now know as COVID-19. The global pandemic has laid many a business to waste. So I felt compelled to reach back out to these guys to see how business was going. You'll be happy to know they are still enjoying the sweet smell of success. Surprisingly, we've done well. Uh, I fully expected to have a couple down years and things have uh, only gotten better. I guess people being stuck at home, their mischievous natures come out a little more. Right. This, this is Alan, but but it seems like first month when we had to do that two weeks of try not to uh, spread everything out or whatever they call it, stop the spread, right? That month that that happened, you know, it wasn't a zero month, but it was not a good month. And then after that, it seemed like sales picked up, especially on syringes, which was really odd because we don't sell a whole lot of the syringes. We call it the ass in the crack syringe. And it's on our website at liquidass.com. We don't sell a ton of those, but uh, all of a sudden we were selling like one a day. That lasted for months and we could only assume that it was because of the uh, pandemic and people being maybe cooped up and maybe me mad at each other because it really is sort of a revenge tool. I guess our product, what we sold sort of changed versus, uh, you know, liquid ass and dog turds and all the different products. They sort of changed around a little bit, which was the top sellers, I suppose. And I should explain that the syringe, we sell that because it gives you about 25 to 30 foot application distance. It was something that we were just using for fun ourselves when we were, let's say, tearing up the workplace <laughs> so to speak. Uh, and we decided that, well, we were using it so often, we needed to sell something similar. Oh, please. Explain the syringe. Well, it came about because Alan went to the dentist and... <laughs> For whatever they were doing with him, he ended up with a syringe. I don't know if he saw one and asked for it. I can't remember exactly. But he brought it into work because he's like, hey, I think this thing might be something we can use. And sure enough, it worked great because at the time we had a our streaming tip bottle would give you about six feet of application distance. And this syringe would put the product out about 25 to 30 feet. Something you can put underneath the door easily. We call it the ass in the crack syringe for a reason because it's got an <laughs> eighth inch tube on it that you can put in any eighth inch crack. So 
you know, if you got a little bit of room there, you can get underneath the door, window, whatever it is, uh, you know, you can light the place up pretty good. And, and it's a stealth thing. It's, it's, uh, you don't want to get caught. You just want to get in and get out. You can carry it, you know, you can load it up, it comes with a little cap on it. So you can load the thing up, take it to your uh, destination, let it rip and just throw the thing away or, or keep it, you know, whatever you want to do, but you're done. And I will say that it works well uh, shortly after we, well, I was introduced to it by Whitman. I was working on my master's degree at the time, and there was a professor I really did not like, and I decided that I was going to give him something else to think about. And I went into uh, class early. No, I'm, I'm sorry. It was later. And put that syringe right under his door and, you know, hammered it down. And the next day was uh, finals. And I remember going in early and looking up at the window where his, this guy's office was. And it was like we had just had a cold front move through. So it was like 15 degrees. And his window was wide open. <laughs> okay, and it smelled like ass. And it smelled. Yes. Okay, so what what I'm hearing here, Andrew, is that even though you and Alan have been very successful with this business for years, you're still not quite committed to accepting some of the blame because you point out that Alan has roped you into this. <laughs> we kind of roped each other in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's been an interesting ride, let me just say that. And as I said earlier, part of the key is diversification. We've got all kinds of different turds. We keep playing around with different versions of that, and some are available at different times, you know. You know, we had a turd sickle at one time. You know, I don't think we have any of those left right now. Sorry, we don't have any of those left, but, you know, maybe we'll make the turd sickle again, depending on the... <laughs> I would say probably the, the most popular new one was the idea that Alan had when we were making our big dog turds of saying, hey, why don't we make one that's got a shoe print in it? <laughs> and uh, that's probably the one that's been the most popular as far as new ideas. Now, we're always working on new smells, but that's a lot difficult. Yeah, it's, that's it's more difficult than you would think to come up with new smells. I mean, although we're always at least casually working on it, no new smells yet. But but it has to rise to the level of liquid acid better if we put something out. And we set the bar pretty damn high on that one. That's tough I, to beat. I did have a smell that definitely to me smelled like a rotten carcass with maggots in it. Because <laughs> it's one thing to smell something rotten, but when it's got maggots in it, that's a different smell. But I just couldn't get it to have the longevity of liquid ass. And we decided to forego that because we didn't want to let down our customer base based on current expectations. Again, for the record, Andrew, I just heard you say just a few moments ago, once again, you threw Alan under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> What did I say to throw Alan under the bus? I'll miss that one. I, I, you, know, you, you gave him credit for the shoe print one. Again, taking no responsibility. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm just stating the facts here. But, but it was awesome. So, you know, okay. it's, not, it's, 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 a good, it's a good under the bus. We both have our moments of these brilliant flashes. The success of Liquid Ass has gone global. It sells right across the U.S. and in Canada. Plus, it's found a market in the U.K. and prank-happy Japan. But still, not everyone plays along. What were the words of that song? Oh, yes. Every party needs a pooper. That's why we invited you. Party pooper. There's always people who just don't get it. We call those victims. Yes. <laughs> We gotta have that, right? We gotta I have mean, those people. I mean, even good friends of mine look at me and just like, I just don't understand why, why, how you're selling that. I don't understand. It's, you know, one of one of my good friends is just like, that is just so mean. Oh, by the way, it might be painfully obvious as to where the name Liquid Ass came from, 
but it too has an origin story. It's kind of off the cuff thing that Whitman did. We were started working on this while we were still had our day jobs, and we went and we had decided to go down this path. So obviously you have to have a name. So we went and grabbed a conference room, and so we walking in there, and Whitman started to sit down, and he's like, "So what are we going to call it?" All right, no, I said that. I said, "So what are we going to call it?" And Whitman sit, sits down, and he goes, "I don't know, liquid ass." I'm like, "Oh, that's it." Yeah, he was just like, that's it? I said, let me sleep on that for a little bit. I'm not sure if we can go there or not, but uh, the more I thought about it, if you smell the product, I think that you would probably come up with that possibility. I mean, we've had people call it by name walking down the hall, so I think we nailed it. Alan Whitman and Andrew Masters, the guys behind Liquid Ass. You can check them out online at liquidass.com. Next time on Business Beyond Bazaar. We'll go to South Africa to meet Les Ansley, a man who created a premium gin that's made by filtering elephant dung to get a unique botanical mix. This will probably be one place where a fart spray is redundant. This has been Business Beyond Bazaar, a presentation of Flying Fish Communications and Group Fair Play. Thank you.